Broadcasting live from our satellite studios in Dallas, Texas, it's time for the special on-the-road edition of Learning Insights, featuring learning professionals who are improving performance and driving business results. And we are back, the home stretch. That's it. This is uh, perhaps our last for the day, certainly uh, one of the ones that I have really been looking forward to. Here for Learning Insights, Stone Peyton Lee Cantor, we have in the studio now Dr. Sushma and Dr. Glenn um, with Parkland Healthcare System. Dr. Glenn Earl, Dr. Sushma, I said I wouldn't try, but I want to learn anyway. Uh, doctor, how do you pronounce your last name? It's Agarwal. Agarwal. Uh, see, that's easier than Sushma. Why did I just... <laughs> man, I should have gone you were afraid. <laughs> you, you know, sometimes you got to reach out for the bright, uh, brass <laughs> ring. Uh, but uh, Dr. Sushma, president and CLO, and uh, Dr. Glenn Earl, organizational effectiveness specialist, uh, both with Parkland Healthcare System. Welcome to you both. Thank you very Thank much. You. Happy to, Good be, to here. be here. Now, today we're here to talk about creating a world-class training academy. Um, is that something that Parkland Healthcare System has? Uh, yes, actually, mm -hmm. we just celebrated our first anniversary mm -hmm. uh, last year in 2014, February. That's when the it was first the conception of Parkland Academy. So, what was the the thinking behind it? Why did you think it was important to develop your own academy? Uh, when I joined Parkland, there was a training and development department, mm -hmm. but this department was more f uh, an HR branch. Right. So. Really, the training and development consultants participated in compliance training, in procedural training, uh, did some interventions that were based on team building, but they were more punitive mm -hmm. related. And so it so was So this very was, if something was going wrong, then you would <laughs> get training. That's when you got the help. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think it was, it was more a vision of developing more engaged employees, motivated employees. And so it was separated from HR. Mm -hmm. And so really... The Parkland Academy focuses on development, which is exciting for most employees. That's right. People want to be coached and developed, right? They don't yes. want to be managed. Absolutely. <laughs> and it's more, uh, the focus was on having a career at Parkland versus uh -huh. having a job at Parkland. Now, I would think that this is a great uh, tool in recruiting. Absolutely. Right? Because Absolutely. this becomes a benefit and a perk, not, like you said, something punitive when you've done something wrong. Right, right. So now, were there any challenges of getting this off the ground? Um, getting it off the ground wasn't a challenge because I had a great team in place already mm -hmm. that I inherited. And actually, Glenn is part of that team. <laughs> and it was more working around. We, I had the science, but I didn't have the art. Uh -huh. And art comes with knowing the culture of the organization. It, it comes with understanding the political landscape. So anything that you implement brand, brand new, uh, it's important for the leader to know what the landscape of the organization is. Have you is. done this in other uh, organizations? Yes, I have. Uh, so you <laughs> had world-class academy somewhere else. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, is it like, uh, I mean, this is kind of like a startup almost, isn't mm -hmm. it? Is, is that what it feels like when you're building something? It's just like a startup, I guess is the best Ab analogy, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So there's, again, you know, you have some leaders that are successful in startups. Others are good at sustaining it. Right. right. I'm yeah. a leader who can sustain it, but who can definitely start it up. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, I can sustain it, but it's more not exciting for me. You like that blank page and yes. creating something from Absolutely. nothing? Absolutely. And, and especially when you have a great team next to you who can mm -hmm. actually give them the sky and ask them to do the blue sky thinking. Mm -hmm. And Glenn can actually share with you how we accomplished that. Sure. Actually, when uh, Shushba first got to uh, Parkland, 
there's about nine of us uh, on the team, and she literally put us in a room, closed the door, and said, figure it out. And, uh, <laughs> and left? Yeah. <laughs> and literally, we put this, Don't, do not I'm enter impressed. sign. And, and it, we were true. off and on, but basically we were in there for at least two, if not three weeks, and our role was to create a Parkland Academy. So we had uh, different groups uh, on focuses like organization, uh, the team, uh, individual contributors, things like that. So you had a whiteboard? Yeah, you whiteboard. You writing on the walls? Yeah, and literally. <laughs> yeah, we, have, we have walls we, we do write on, uh, which was uh, very fun and exciting. So basically after that, we presented it to Shushma, and then through the process of the next few weeks of kind of honing it down and getting it, um, you know, really creating it from all our blue sky thinking to make it more more than just on a piece of paper. So it was, yeah, it was a very exciting time. And actually, it was really funny because I tried to go in to see what they were doing. They wouldn't And they you. kicked me out. And the set says, do not enter. <laughs> yeah. Right. And that means you too, right? Yeah, yeah. That that's true. Well. <laughs> so now, what were some of the first things you put on the board? Like, what were the must-haves in your mind? Um, I, I'd say kind of a, on a dichotomy uh, of a line. It was, what, what's kind of the organizational factors or issues, uh, what we would call organizational excellence, or organizational effectiveness, what would be there. And then also all down at the other end was, how do we have an individual contributor who's perhaps like a nurse, how can she have a career at Parkland? So it was very macro at one end and very micro at the other. Now, were you trying to um, develop kind of a mission that everybody can get behind? Was that important when you were developing this? Like kind of a bigger, like the big why rather than just kind of the tasks of your job? Yes, absolutely. So when I first started, I started in February of 2014. And so the first thing I did was conducted a needs assessment with all the leaders mm -hmm. and asked them. That's all the C-suite leaders, the VPs, the directors, even employees saying, what are the gaps at Parkland and wh where are you trying to go? Mm -hmm. And, you know, with all the changes that are happening in the healthcare industry. Right. There's a lot of health, uncertainty. People don't know which is which, what's going to happen to their job. I mean, there's a lot of insecurity out there. Yes, absolutely. And so, and, and you know, our, our customers, if you will, of Parkland are very diverse. They're all the way from physicians to community right. to volunteers, which are guest services, to uh, clinical clinicians, That's nurses. That's a lot of different constituencies to try to genuinely serve it. Yeah, you got to talk more about that. How do you serve so many groups like that? One step at a time. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you make like a plan for each of the constituents? Yes. So we started with uh, basically a first um, um, pillars, if you will, were individual contributors. And it didn't matter whether you were a clinician or whether you were mm -hmm. a physician. But there are some basic needs we have. For example, communication skills, right. team building. Right. Uh, so we started with some of those. So there's individual com contributors. Uh, team excellence, mm -hmm. uh, leaders who lead others, and that's how we first started. And career development that was really, really hot at Parkland, where uh, again we were trying to focus on, you know, our employees building careers. Right, retention. You don't want to correct. You know, keep hiring new people every day. Right. right. And so once I gave the pillars to the team, and they went off on building what was important, and a lot of the uh, specialists that were in place already have been in Parkland for like six years, 20 years. Some of them are three years. And so I think that helped mm -hmm. in understanding the business before that. So I was new. I didn't know the landscape. So you had so the fresh team, eyes, right? Yeah. And so the team actually helped me develop some, mm -hmm. some of the needs that they had they knew about. Now, how, is, how do you manage the people ha that have been there a long time? And we've always done things this way with the newer people maybe that are like open and eager and, you know, want to try anything because, you know, they don't have anything vested into the past 
Um, we have to manage change. Mm-hmm. And in the past, I, I remember when I first became an you know, organization development um, specialist, it was all one size fits all, right. but that is not the case anymore. So not only are you looking at the diversity of your customers, but you're also looking at the diversity of time. So if you've been here for one year versus five years versus 10 years versus 20 years, and we've got like four generations in the workplace, right? at least five almost at Parkland. Probably. Um, we've got uh, nurses there that were born in Parkland, and the, even <laughs> their mothers. Wow. Yeah. How yeah. cool is that? <laughs> yeah. That's cool. That's amazing. Yeah. You know, and the children are participating as our students. <laughs> and so it's really interesting. It truly is four generations mm-hmm. of people, Parkland. So people are very proud about being at Parkland. And so we really had to focus on each and every individual. Mm-hmm. Now, how do you... Um, do you include the community at all because you serve the community? Yes, we have a track for community uh-huh. and we have a track mm-hmm. for patient education as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the community, again, we have a, a chief diversity officer at Parkland that started with us about six months ago. So he's building a strategy on how to involve the community because we are a safety net hospital. And obviously, what does that mean? it means that we're funded by the community. Uh-huh. You know, we're fun- funded by the Dallas community. And uh, our board of managers are all from the community. And we work very closely with all the community. Now, uh, a lot of the um, healthcare systems have a lot of voluntary s- support groups and things like that. Do you have that as well? And, yes. And that takes when you're, you know, it's hard enough to manage employees, but managing volunteers, it must be even doubly as hard. It, it is more difficult. Uh, again, we take one step at a time. We work right. with the community. Uh, a lot of our leaders at Parkland are involved with communities. So they're the ones who are leading the way. So our role at Parkland Academy is to provide support to those leaders. So we are the backbone. We consider ourselves the backbone. Well, you're creating kind of the framework, right? Absolutely. And then once you created this framework, did you um, kind of share it with all the communities and and let them give input? Uh, We are starting to. Because as I shared, uh, we are only one year old. Right. So the first thing is to clean our own house. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, we <laughs> so we wanted to make sure we meet the needs that's of our good employees. Advice. Right. You know. And no, but it does do no like harm <laughs> too, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's in some <laughs> promise you made at some point in your career, right? <laughs> you know, so we, we looked at the uh, pain points. Mm-hmm. You know, what were the main things we wanted to focus on? Right. And so this, this year we are focusing more on career development. Uh-huh. And so it's not uh-huh. only vertical, but it's horizontal career. You know, so it's a lattice approach. We're looking at succession. We're looking at all the other elements of an organizational development environment. All right. So let's say you guys get really fired up about succession planning next uh, on, the, on the next round. Where do you go to stay in front of that, get the latest, greatest, or the, or the best, you know, other than Glenn's nightstand, you know, where, <laughs> which I'm sure probably has some stuff yes, on it. Yes, it's in my brain. But, yeah, where do you guys go to get the, to get the, the, the content, the, the best practices, that kind of thing? Um, something that I've used over the so many years with different companies that I've worked with, uh, first thing to do is to benchmark. Mm-hmm. Always look for best practices. And so we look at best practices within healthcare and outside of healthcare. So you, outside of healthcare brings in good perspective right. because healthcare is behind the curve, you know, because I, it's a little different. Sure. Um, it's very different than manufacturing, as an example, right. or distribution. So you want to, Glenn, Glenn is the one who's been doing a lot of the white papers, you know, looking at uh, Dallas hospitals within Fort Worth, outside. Uh, maybe, Glenn, you can expose on that? Sure. So like uh, Shushma said, is what we really do is do a best practice 
review. So kind of our standard is uh, hospitals within our area, hospitals in the state of Texas, nationwide. Uh, we look at non-healthcare uh, uh, best practices, if they're known for that. Uh, then we look at, uh, like us, maybe a, a county or government uh, safety net teaching hospital because we're connected with UT Southwestern. So after that, we, uh, after we've collected all that data, all that information, then there's a, r a report written up like the, the white paper, and then it's presented to uh, the chiefs and to the board of managers and say, here's the best practices, and this is what we recommend based on. And this is where we stand? And Comparison? Do you do that? Right, right. We, we use, as an example, we were in the process of creating um, leadership behaviors, uh, core competencies uh, for a leader as an example. Right. So going through that, and, you know, it's taken quite a while because you have lots of information, lots of, of, of data to sift through, and now we as an organization can look and say, these are the top, you know, few, five or six uh, behaviors that we critically believe our leaders must have to be good leaders at Parkland. Mm -hmm. And so now we're in the process of, uh, as like Ashishma says, kind of climatizing it, helping the organization understand it. And it's kind of interesting you mentioned succession planning because Shishma and her brilliance, that's the way we're kind of institutionalizing it. Uh, of <laughs> oh, <laughs> cut that. Yeah. <laughs> You're giving away the secret here. I'm, I'm sorry, cut that part out. <laughs> We haven't socialized that yet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Got it. All right. But succession I'm just, planning, I'm just teasing it is I'm very important, him. though. I mean, yeah. And obviously, it's an important topic for you guys. Absolutely. And, and, and you know, uh, as Glenn mentioned, we have, once we've done the white paper, then we have to socialize it. Sure. And so mm -hmm. we have socialized the leadership behaviors. I'm just kidding with him. <laughs> um, now you got him scared. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now when you go through this process and you're kind of analyzing yourself and you're sharing things that some are good and some are not so good, <laughs> How, how do you go about that? I mean, uh, um, you've done it before in other organizations. This must be one of the kind of challenging parts where you got to tell people things they don't necessarily want to hear. I think it has to be built in collaboration. You mm -hmm. can't go to leader leadership today. I mean, I just can't go to leadership and say, by the way, these are the best Look, practices. I did all this research. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're not doing a good job. Yeah. <laughs> so it has to be, it, we, we have to draw out the need right. of the leadership. So till the leadership doesn't come to you and say, you know what, what is the profile of a leader at Parkland? Mm -hmm. So if I have to explain it, what does that mean? It means a leader leads with value. A leader leads with vision. Right. They make sound decisions. They're focused on excellence because we're a safety Right. You know, and process improvement hospital. And we have managerial courage. You know, we build talent. And also we execute. But you know, are, are you doing this in terms of this is what we aspire to do and aspire to be? Or this is what how we are today? So we have to do for both. We mm -hmm. have to build for the current state based on our mission and vision mm -hmm. and our strategy. And then you have to build for the future. Mm -hmm. You know, keeping in mind the population health is coming up. You know, how do you right. manage those communities? You know, what does continuum of care mean? Right. Is it continuum of care within the hospital or is it within the community? Right. You know, so there's a lot so of ambiguity. So you got to define the terms and have clarity and have people buy in at mm -hmm. every stage, right? Absolutely. So that way they're crafting this as well. Yes. It's not, they're not being told to do this. They're actually contributing uh, in the development of it. Absolutely. And in, in fact, if leaders don't do that, then it becomes the flavor of the month or the flavor of the year. Right. So How then, often have you gone through that? Yeah. And then that kind of kills trust that that is bad in a lot of different areas. Yeah. yeah. You, yep. I can say, if I could uh, present an example, we're in the process of, we just implemented what's called a uh, new leader onboarding. Mm -hmm. And so 
it's basically someone who comes into the organization brand new or has been promoted into a leadership, uh, a leadership position. Okay. So they go through this 18-month uh, onboarding process. We start, first of all, with a new leader orientation where they spend about a half a day with us. So to get to that point, we spent literally weeks and a couple months inviting all leaders like VPs, directors to come in to this uh, auditorium that we have. And we would talk to them and say, in your uh, expectation, what do leaders need? What would, what would you want new leaders to know about what you do, you know, whether it's accounting or, or, or uh, surgery? What do people need to know? From, right. So we, based on them coming in and talking to them, they said these are the sorts of things that we want leaders to know about us. We're able to build a program that's really tailored to them, and it was really developed by them. By them. Right. Because we asked them and said, then they could easily see those parts in the new leader onboarding process. We then say, well, I suggested that, and now it's here. I suggested this, and now it's here. Right. And it, like you said earlier, it's not a one-size-fits-all. You know, what's good for the surgeons may not be good for the accountants. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. You know, giving uh, leaders the framework is important. Like mm -hmm. you can when you do your needs assessment. Right. You just can't go blank and say, okay, tell us what you want. You've right. got to build some kind of format or some kind of framework. Because they don't, might not even know how to articulate it, right? Right, like, right. Yeah. And, and so the way we did the, um, and that's a very good example that Glenn brought up, um, we basically said, okay, so what are some things that we want to do at Parkland to drive our vision, mission, mm -hmm. you know, and values? And so the first thing was strategy. Those, every leader know about strategy, so that was one of the pillars. Then what are the operational tools that we have here that support safety, mm -hmm. you know, uh, care of patients? Right. Um, what are those tools? And the third is how do you lead others, the leaderships? So those are the three pillars. So within the context of those three pillars is where we ask leaders to give us feedback. Mm -hmm. So now, um, are there any trends that you're seeing in this, like going forward? The, you know, if, do you have, I know you're just at the beginning of this, but is there like kind of a three to five year kind of vision? Mm, there was five-year strategy last year. So we've successfully completed the first <laughs> year. <laughs> so you're on <laughs> track, everything We're is on track. going? Yes. And, and the other thing is also not to be so rigid. We have to have the agility. So in case something happens in terms of uh, the market, you know, what's yeah, going on? What, in healthcare, everything stays the same, right? There's never any change. Oh, <laughs> yeah, not, any, not anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the shocking part now. It's right. not anymore. There's a lot of changes well, the, in healthcare. It's forcing healthcare to be nimble. That must be yeah. a very difficult transition. It is a difficult transition. Though, mind you, the core value that we provide doesn't change. Right, that should be the same. That should be the same. Right. That should not change. You know, taking care of patient. Right. You know. That's what you've been doing for hundreds of years. Right. Another example is where in the past, hospitals have always looked upon as a disease management. But now we are looked upon as health management. That's right. a, Now, that's a major shift. That's huge, I would think. And, in, and is impacting everything you're doing from communicating to the constituencies you serve to actually delivering these very specific training programs. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's absolutely. Service excellence is huge. Where I don't know before, maybe it was there, but it wasn't really that obvious. Now, service, you know, service excellence is has become very huge because you it's impacting the patients, their families, the community. And also, isn't the way that you're compensated now that if the person comes back again for the same thing that you don't get paid, or yeah. you know, I'm not sure you, you pay accurate. less. <laughs> you get paid less, yeah. Yeah. so that requires a different um, kind of role for you guys in that mm -hmm, it does and you have to manage the patient's expectations as well absolutely and i think uh, even it's transition into where um patient satisfaction mm -hmm. results impact your re reimbursement now as well mm -hmm. so i have a question of both of you but i'll ask you individually uh, and i'll start with you uh, dr sushma uh, 
did you always know you wanted to do this kind of work or did you have your your mind and heart set on something very differently earlier in your career um I was always fascinated with organization development. Okay. And okay. going, I'm going back about 20 years when I first heard the word organization development. Right. And it started with everybody was talking about OD. And to me, the only OD I knew was overdose. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> so I'm like, what is this OD stuff? You know, and then once I learned, mm-hmm. uh, then I went and got my master's and then my PhD in OD. Yeah, and you both so, have terminal degrees. I mean, you guys t- are taking this pretty seriously, i got to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Glenn? You always knew you wanted to do this? Um, actually, no. I, I, and people are kind of surprised by this, but my actual initial degrees and my first work experience was in child development and family relations. I used to be a uh, university daycare director and worked with three- to five-year-olds, loved it. So this it. lends itself perfectly yeah, to that, exactly. that background. <laughs> and what you, I you say, can handle tantrums? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's perfect. And, my, and what I say is uh, three-year-olds and 33-year-olds act exactly <laughs> the same. And then over a period of time, I just wanted to work with adults still like working with people. And so I, like, like Shishma, you know, found organizational psychology, organizational development as, as a home for me, and I've spent the last 20 years doing it. So now, do you have any advice for um, maybe companies that would like to put together their own world-class training academy? Anything do's and don'ts? I would say align it. Align it with your vision. Align it with your mission. Make sure it's aligned with what you're trying to achieve. Don't build it in silos. Um, and also make sure it's multidisciplinary and there it's woven through. So there's interaction, mm-hmm. integrated. So if it's not integrated, it's going to die. Right. You know, it has to be integrated uh, everything that we're doing, for example, even the new leader orientation, um, it starts when we hire people. So they know off, off the bat that they've got to go for new employee orientation, the new leader orientation. Right. The leadership behaviors, once we've socialized them and they're ready to go, they'll be built into a recruiting process. They'll be built into a performance. Right. You know, so, so you've got to integrate it. Right. Everything's connected. Now, any advice for young people that are um, just starting their careers? Go with your passion. Um, don't look for a career that pays you money. You know, sometimes our, the younger children are, or the younger folks are coming up, the 20s and 15, you know, the teenagers and right. are coming up and they're looking for a career. The first thing you look for is where's the big dollar, do- dollar sign? You know, I'd say don't go for the dollars, go for your passion. And then once you've found it, then research into it mm-hmm. and say that what, what, where do you want to go? You know, even organization development is huge. For organization development, you could go into training. You could go into executive coaching. Right. You know, you could go into career development, uh, mentoring. So figure out where you want to go and stay with your passion. Now, as part of your academy, do you have uh, mentoring and is that an element of it? Yes, we do. We have mentoring, coaching. Uh-huh. Uh, we also have academic programs where we've started with high school students when they try oh, to build wow. our talent nice. pipeline. So you're actually bringing high school students with maybe job shadow or to get a glimpse of what the what it's like to be in a in they, that kind of healthcare setting. They come in for like uh, they come in for maybe 16 weeks during the summer, and mm-hmm. then they start off as uh, patient care techs. Mm-hmm. And so we actually reimburse them to go to back to school wow. and get their associate degree while working at Parkland. Wow, that's great. Yeah. So I don't think we understood the depth and breadth of their curricula. I think it's <laughs> no, I mean seriously, you have a lot. You're offering a lot. A uh, lot more than I, at least I realized mm-hmm. in yeah. all my extensive but I guess that's research. Why, <laughs> that's why <laughs> that's why the community was an important element of it. Yes. I mean, right. you're touching the community in lots and lots of different places. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And the way we want to pre- prepare our youth is so that they don't necessarily have to stay with Parkland. They can, they can go to any of the hospitals right. within Dallas community. Well, what a wonderful opportunity for them yeah. to get actual experience. Yeah, and, and I would certainly 
agree with the passion. I think that's critical. And one thing I'll add that I believe Parkland Academy is presenting to the, the larger Dallas community is that we are providing uh, career development. You can grow and develop. So any young person looking for a first-time job or career change, as I would say, look to an organization that is ready, willing, and able to help you grow and develop professionally. So mm -hmm. like Trishma said, and I agree, is that our goal is so when people come to Parkland, they don't have a job, they have a, a career. career. Right, yeah. and that's a different kind of mentality going in when you're looking at a person, that it's, their, it's not a job, it is a career. You, you look at it differently and you take it more seriously. Mm -hmm. And especially if you have an organization that's kind of helping me get the most out of me, I mean, I would imagine this can be extremely successful. Yeah, well, I'm, I consider myself very fortunate that I've, I'm, I'm the kind of work I'm doing I'm very passionate about. Yeah, and it, so it, it has such it. an impact on not just the organization, but the community as a whole. And, and I get the sense that, that the, the two of you and Parkland, and, and I think just people in your, in your profession, you're pretty good about, about sharing the wealth, about, about telling other colleagues, look, this is what we're doing, this is what's working. We really screwed this one up. I might save you a little bit if, if you don't do this. Let me, you guys are really pretty, pretty good about that, right? Yes, yeah, because uh, when I go out and do research white papers, <laughs> you I'm, want that I'm, too. Yeah, I'm asking for that, and in return I'll say, I'll be happy to share what we, I find. And so, like with UT Southwestern, we actually do that a lot, and some of the local ones that we're tied to, like Children's Hospital. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think that is an expectation we want to. I think that's in our nature is to let's kind of pull back the curtain and sh share stories and things like that. Well, I, we, I, we got to do this again. This is, uh, I, to me, I just find this whole thing fascinating, and I, I want you guys to come back and share with us what's happening uh, you know, and how on, it on a regular rhythm, right? Yeah, I, I think it's uh, amazing what you're doing, and it's important to have companies and organizations uh, like yours just incorporate the community. And plus, you get young people where you're giving them a path that they might not have uh, even considered, mm -hmm. and you're giving an opportunity to kind of try it on to see if it is a fit, to see if it is a passion of theirs. And 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 healthcare, especially. There's lots of paths. There's paths short that you can be a doctor and go down the college route, but you don't. Ha you can be. Uh, you don't have to maybe go to a traditional college to get the experience and skills you need, right? Right. You can go to the technical colleges, vocational colleges, in order to get the skills you need and have a career. Yeah, absolutely. We we've also been offering, um, for example, uh, our if you want to get your MBA. Mm -hmm. in, admi in healthcare administration, we're offering those oh, to wow. our employees internally. Wow. Uh, we've got, so we've got from high, from, from high school to undergrad to graduate programs, and now we're also looking at a PhD program. So uh, it's uh, building the knowledge. I mean, that's and wealth. And keeping it. I mean, yeah. when you offer those kind of uh, perks, you're going to keep the people there, and you right. keep Why the talented people. Why would you go people. anywhere else? That's right. 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 So though this isn't hype. It really is a world-class academy. It is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll tell you what we do. Before we wrap, I want to make sure that our listeners um, have a path to go find out more, maybe reach out and have a conversation with, with one of you two or someone on your team. So a website, an email address, a phone number, a LinkedIn, something where they can. Yeah, what's the best place what's to learn What's the best way more? for them to reach out? Um, Parkland website. Um, was it www.parkland or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> There you go. Sorry, I've never really looked at the <laughs> website right, you address. Have to. You know right where it yeah, is. Yeah, but right absolutely right. reach out to either Glenn or I. would be very happy. I think it's uh, our information is on the website, I'm yeah. thinking. All right. 
Right. And when we have this on the archives, we'll 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 post uh, we'll post the information where they can get to. It. But you guys, again, you're willing and, and absolutely, you're perfect. You, you embrace the opportunity to talk with folks who are, you know, maybe you've got an organization out there, a smaller uh, system that's maybe trying to get a little bit of an academy up and running. And I'm sure they'd love to hear from you. Yes, and we also keep continually search for talent <laughs> as well. <laughs> Look at that. You're always hiring, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's been a theme all day, though, right. hasn't it? But I know it. It's interesting that um, so many companies are looking for talent. You know, they're gonna, but again, every one of them says it's got to be the right cultural fit. They That's have right. To have the, you know, the skills aren't aren't enough anymore. It's just you got to fit culturally, or it isn't worth it for the organization. That's true. Yeah, cultural fit is is critical, and and I believe Parkland does a good job of interviewing and ensuring that the people who are coming from the outside is a good cultural fit because. You know, Parkland's not for everyone. However, it's for lots of people. Right. And and we, I think we do a good job of ensuring that it's a good fit before they come on board. Well, I'll tell you what. Parkland has certainly been well represented here this afternoon. It has been an absolute delight having you two in the studio. And we're quite sincere. We're going to have you back. We're going to stay uh, uh, tied in to your story as it continues to develop, okay? Yeah, thank you for having us. It was, uh, we really appreciate it. Thank Our you very pleasure. much. All right, I think that's a wrap that's from a wrap. Dallas, Texas, Training Pros. Thank you so much, and uh, we'll see you next time on Learning Insights. This has been a special Business Radio X production brought to you by Training Pros, your source for local learning and development experts. Learn more at training-pros.com.